welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I am your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode 29, if I'm numbering these right, because I'm recording and dropping stuff too soon for my own good. So I'm going to say 29. That might be wrong, but <laughs> for, for now, it's going to be episode 29. Um, I got a, got a return guest in the dojo. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself again for the second time. What's good, everybody? It's Pelmo. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, we we both were waiting for this movie that we're going to talk about for a long time. And it finally happened. It finally came out. Wonder Woman is the movie, in case you guys can't read the title. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> or, Woman. Man, yeah, this... So this this came out, what, was it last last weekend, right? June 2nd was when yeah, this came well, out. So mean, yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah, this weekend it just passed. Yep. And just a quick, quick shout-out to T-Mobile. Uh, T-Mobile Tuesday app. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I got four dollar tickets. <laughs> four can't beat that. Can beat that. So and then you get to buy it online, so it's like you don't have to deal with, you know. Right. It's not a. It's not an advertisement. We're not sponsored by T-Mobile, but it was just a really convenient. Like you know, the day of, I was just like, all right, I'm ready to go watch this. Yeah, it was. It was. And and you got the free digital comic, which I forgot to download, but it it was there. Yeah, Damn. you didn't get it. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but it was there though. Pre- I appreciate that. It was funny because I actually like, I I I posted about that on Twitter about them uh, having the four dollar ticket, and they actually like replied back to me because I was like, yeah, I was like, thanks for uh, you know you guys are the, you guys helped out with my with my struggle budget, and they were they replied back like, yeah, don't forget uh, when you make it to the top, don't forget who was always there with you. So, <laughs> whoever runs T-Mobile's social account, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but, alright, so, I guess we'll, we'll just get straight into it, man. So, we, D- DC has, you know, been on their, their live action movie game. Uh, they, they they stumbled out the gate a little bit. Um, we, had, we had Batman vs. Superman, which got, got pretty mixed reviews. Uh, we had... Well, well, hold up, what did you think of Man of Steel? Because technically that was the first one. I don't think we've discussed this. Oh, I probably never mentioned this on this podcast. I don't like Superman, and I don't watch oh. any of yeah, I don't watch any of his movies. So <laughs> it's not like like I'll watch. I guess the animated ones. Yeah, like the animated ones, like like the Justice League movies. I'll I'll watch those, and I think I I watched them. Um, I watched Public Enemies, which was basically him and Batman. But like, mm-hmm. if it's just a Superman solo, I'm not interested. Like, I just, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, the, but I've heard though, I heard good things about Man of Steel. I heard people who, well, actually, I heard that was kind of mixed too. But uh-huh. I heard that most people I know who saw it, I guess, who were fans of Superman, thought it was okay. Like, not mind blowing, but it, like, it wasn't a bad movie. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I definitely, I thought it 
it was okay. I think it was just like it just ultimately was underwhelming because and I and it and it it's probably for the reason that you don't like Superman is just that like it's really hard to nail that character because it's just <clears throat> at times he could be like very one dimensional, and so like starting off with that movie beginning this universe that Wonder Woman lies in that movie I guess I don't know if people realize that was the start of the universe but for me that was a stumble but I guess the Batman versus Superman one which is which I'm guessing is the one you saw yeah um, that was like where they really just kind of dropped the ball coming into this I guess yeah so a few a few missteps Suicide Squad which what I mm. mostly heard unanimously was a huge fumble <laughs> like and then I, I was looking forward to Wonder Woman. I was like, this is going to be the one. Like, this, I was I was looking forward to this one just because, like, kind of like you said earlier, like, a, just a Wonder Woman live-action movie. This probably should have been done a long time ago. But I guess better late than never. And, like, I, I remember seeing the trailer at, uh, I think it was Comic-Con last year. Like, they showed that in Justice League. Yeah. And I saw the trailer and I was like, Alright, I'm on I'm on board. We got the lasso going, she's fighting, she's she's doing what Wonder Woman does, so I'm all in for it. Um Yeah, I felt like when those trailers came out I was more hype about Wonder Woman than I was just Yeah, I definitely was. I definitely was. Um and actually real quick, I guess before we get into Wonder Woman, I'll give another shout out to Justice League because like I was I was a little skeptical at first. And I've been avoiding trailers for a long time. Like, I saw the initial one they did at Comic-Con, but after that, I didn't watch any of them. And then, of course, you go to see Wonder Woman. Of course, they're going to show a Justice League trailer. And I think I'm, they've got me a little excited. A little bit. Like, I, I think there's, there's there's something there. I'm going to try not to get too excited, but the trailer I saw gave me some hope that maybe they'll, they're heading in the right direction. Like, maybe they kind of got this thing to say figured out, but the stumble part, <laughs> the stumble phase should be over. Like, at this I, I point, there should be s at least solid movies from here on out. The the solid advice I could give you is to not watch any more trailers from this movie. Because, like, I've noticed, I've caught enough of them that, like, I realize, like, they're telling out a large part of, like, at least the beginning of the movie. Right. And so, like, if you don't want to, like, have any spoilers, and for anyone listening, if you don't want any spoilers and you haven't really watched much of the trailers, I would say just kind of stay away from them because you're going to – I feel like there's – I've seen some stuff that, like, I'm, I'm thinking back to now and I'm like, holy shit, like, I think I know the first whole half of the movie now just because of what I've seen from the trailers. So, like, I would definitely stay away from those leading up to it. <clears throat> I got till November to keep avoiding <laughs> Right. <laughs> and <laughs> Alright, so I'll, I'll give this last warning, and the way I edit this podcast, I'm going to do an intro explaining this anyway, but just in case you don't hear it, spoilers are everywhere on this episode. So if you haven't watched Wonder Woman, go watch it first, and then come back and listen, or if you don't care about spoilers, you can stick around, but you've been warned, we're spoiling everything. So, um... There we go. Yeah. Alright, I'll, I'll just go into it. I, I walked in... To this movie, I, w I was really hyped. I was really excited, and for the first half, there were there were parts I liked, and I was a little eh, a little bit. Not that it was bad, but I, I guess just because of previous DC movies, I was anticipating just like, all right, this is gonna fall off at some point, and I'm just not gonna like it anymore. 
but I love this to be honest. Like it, it definitely had its flaws, but for the most part, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I would say my main gripes would be, for one, uh, and I, I feel like I might just have to just come to expect this, but the, the movie was a bit long. <laughs> like, there, I think this was two hours. Yeah, I gotta pull it up. It was two hours and twenty-one minutes. But then you gotta consider it is an origin movie, which I guess you know they got a whole story they gotta flush out. And like, I, I think it was just because like the the middle part of that of this to me dragged a little too long like there were just these long spurts like they started off the movie great with like you get to see the amazons you get to see her as a kid then they the first major scene you get the beach fight when they fight the germans which was awesome and shout out to ann wolf who's a pro boxer she was uh one of the black chicks <laughs> in the beginning yeah, 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 yeah she was in there so that was awesome to see so like that opening the opening was really really good and then it kind of felt like after that when you start to get to the middle part, the story starts to unfold. You start, you know, you learn about Chris Pine's character and everything. And then that middle part kind of dragged just a little too long. It was just this long gap where, like, she wasn't fighting and there wasn't a whole lot going on. And I'm like, all right, we got to reel this, you know, back in before you lose me. And just when I was like, ah, oh, she's not fighting anymore, then they get the, <laughs> the scene where... You can't cross no man's land. Nobody goes across, blah, blah, blah. And then she just debos no man's land. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, yeah, she she took no man's land out. I love when she, um, she just went, like, head up with that tank. Like, for some reason, that caught me off guard. I just wasn't expecting that to happen. She just went head up with the tank. And then, like, I think someone else had pointed out in another review I'd watch. When they sent her to take out the sniper... And she just jumps up and destroys the whole building. Like, the whole yeah, like they didn't have to show that the sniper was dead. You knew that. that <laughs> she just fucking Hulk smashed that. Right. Building. Yeah, like you knew that it was over. So yeah, like that part that that kind of reeled me back in. I liked also. I I hate to compare it to Marvel, but this inevitable to happen anyway. The the only thing about like Marvel movies that sometimes I feel doesn't go over well. It's like I think sometimes they lean a little too bit on comedy or too much on comedy, and like sometimes it comes out kind of forced, like kind of I guess Guardians for example, like the second one, I liked it, but some of the jokes were kind of like hit or miss. Like I think they like they played that too much, and I felt like in Wonder Woman, they used it just enough. Like it wasn't overdone. Her and uh, Chris Pine's character had their nice little banner on the boat when he was trying to explain about oh and you know in my culture we don't sleep with someone unless we're like <laughs> you know like together like they had a nice back and forth but like I felt like they didn't like overdo the comedy aspect and yeah, yeah I mean I, I thought it was like it was pretty spot on in terms of like just that uh that balance between the humor and and um <clears throat> seriousness but also not taking itself too seriously as well yeah, they yeah they they walked the line pretty pretty good. And when the movie started to drag on towards like the back half, when you know she's trying to find Ares, quote unquote, because <laughs> she and it, it was it was kind of interesting. I, I don't know how I feel about some of the villains. Like, and I guess for me, like I'm a villain person, and I always like my my rule of thumb, which 
maybe isn't always correct, but I, I feel like your your movie is as good as your villain. Like you have to have a really good conflict, or you know, they have to be up against something that's like insurmountable or something like that. It just makes things right. interesting. And the two villains, the the one chick who had the facial issues, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Poison, and then like the general guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Like they to me weren't all that interesting. I mean, Doctor Poison, I get it. She's like the evil sidekick, and then the general guy's just this ice cold. You know, everybody else is trying to end the war, and he's like, "Nah, we're still going." And he gets his little magical. Uh, I call it magical cocaine dust. That, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that little like magical powder he sniffs, and then he becomes like a super saiyan for like a minute and a half before it wears off. And I guess it 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 kind of bugged me a little bit, like when when Wonder Woman fought him. And I get it; he takes this powder or whatever, and he gets you know his his little extra boost. But I'm like, this is Wonder Woman. You should be washing this dude. Like, right. like he. I get it. He's a general. He's probably got some combat experience. He was like 65 years old. Like, <laughs> well, and the thing is, yo, like, all right. So I guess, like, I'm gonna kind of jump in here just a little bit, just a bitch a little bit. <laughs> is that like, Ares is the god of war. Right. Like he, like, uh, any conflict going on, like, so, like he should be at the top tier of creating that conflict or whatever. And Wonder Woman dukes it out with him. But then she also dukes it out with this guy. And, like, he's he's nobody, but it's still a little bit of a challenge for her. And, like, that, that was a little bit of the issue I had with this movie was just, like, you know, like, where is, uh, what is the, the power scale here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, who is the most, like, is Ares can, even though he's, like, a Greek god and, like, he, I guess has the power to create human beings like is where is his scaling in terms of like just potential and power and like was he actually supposed to be considered a powerful being within like the DC universe or within this entertainment universe like that threw me a little bit off guard and it gets back to the point of like what you're talking about like the the general doing the, the coke lines or whatever to get stronger it's just like shouldn't she be like smoking this motherfucker right (laughs) like this shouldn't be this shouldn't be close you know what it reminded me of i had this same issue i guess i go on a side tangent with um star wars the force awakens like the scene where um god what's the villain's name uh kylo ren when he fought finn's character and don't get me wrong finn's awesome but i'm like this fight shouldn't be close like you're right, Kylo Ren, you should be washing it, right? Yeah, like you should be washing this dude. And yeah, that it was kind of the same issue with this. And yeah, it just yeah that that was one of those moments where it's like yeah, I, I get why the general was there, but he probably shouldn't have been the focal point. Like I don't know, they they. they I feel like maybe they should have toned him down a little bit and brought Ares more to the forefront. Right, right. Um, let me, uh, well, you're getting kind of towards the end, so before, like, you give your rating or, like, whatever you thought of it, let me jump in and just kind of talk about, like, some of the things I liked about it. Because I'm actually, I'm probably more considered, like, a hater on this one. So let me just talk about the positive <laughs> about it so that people can get off my back. Because, I mean, like, 
for instance, I like the fact that like she, this movie happened on multiple fronts. Like you said, like it's just about time we had a Wonder Woman movie. Like I feel like even though right now we're kind of seeing like this wave of like new feminism happening, I still feel like Wonder Woman's been a popular enough character that like they could have done this a, a while ago, right. even before like the the movement you know it came to and heed like you know they had xena warrior princess princess warrior out and like i thought that show was popular you know what i mean i thought uh buffy the vampire slayer was popular so i'm surprised it's not happening but i'm glad it is happening i'm glad that like little girls are gonna be able to watch this movie and even little boys and they're gonna be able to like <clears throat> you know take a take away only positive things about this type of superhero or whatever so like i was I was dope about that. I was I was happy about that. I liked the the banter between her and Steve Trevor. I thought like in terms of like belief even that relationship happening, like it was pretty believable. Um I also thought Gal Gadot Godot, Godot was like uh, actually a pretty good Wonder Woman all things considered. Like she didn't really have like a whole lot to to do in terms of like acting, but like she still kinda she was able to convey the, the more like naive kind of like moments of her character like not understanding sex or not understanding that like war isn't just a product of the gods things that right. people do sometimes you know what I mean like she was able to convey like these different emotions and stuff like that so I thought that was pretty good and I also um, I'm just happy it didn't suck man I'm just it didn't suck in my mind it, I, I didn't it, like the cinematic greatness and like the art behind cinema i didn't think it was very good but in terms of like just being a solid movie that you can sit back and watch and like you know i don't know eat some popcorn with or whatever like i thought it was a pretty good movie to me that was a big relief because dc's been eating shit since pretty much (laughs) since you could argue since the dark Knight night trilogy yeah because well you can argue that the third one wasn't that great and 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 then so you start off from there, and then you go into Man of Steel, which was ultimately just unfor ultimately was just forgettable. It, whether you you liked it or not, it just was ultimately received as forgettable. And then you get into Batman versus Superman: Dom Justice, which was, to say the least, polarizing. And so like I'm glad that like this movie came out, and like at the very least, it gives us one good movie in between potentially another bad movie with Justice League. <laughs> in in between sandwich in between that and Suicide Squad, so you know, I'm glad Gal Gadot did her thing. I've been following her through like, you know, Fast and Furious and shit like that. So, um, yeah, that's what I liked about the movie. I liked it. It didn't suck. <laughs> it was it was a solid put together movie for me, and uh, I think that uh, the messaging messages behind it and stuff like that ultimately are more important. What I think about it cinematically or whatever. So. Well, I was gonna yeah. say so. I know you gave it the props, but I, I know you gotta you, you gonna drop some bombs on what you didn't like. <laughs> well, look, man. Like, and and the problem I have sometimes is like I get a little too wrapped up on like the art behind something, where sometimes you just need to sit back and like enjoy the movie right. for what it is. And so like I kind of like I want to watch it again. And maybe I can sit back this time and just enjoy it, knowing now what exactly I'm getting. I was going into it kind of expecting a more cin- like 
I don't want to say cinema, like a more um, thoughtful kind of like artistic approach to it because the chick Patty Jenkins who directed it, she also did uh, uh, the movie Monster, which had Christina Ritchie and I can't remember the lead actress in it, but like it, uh, the lead actress from she was in Mad Max too, Charlize Theron. Hmm. Um, like they were in it and like it was a really like it was an Oscar winning type movie and you know it was like really about like. Um, just the artistic approach shit, and like it's a director's director's movie type shit, and so like I was hopefully hoping to see some of that in this movie, and it ended up being more of like a blockbuster type movie to me. So like that kind of it didn't catch me off guard, but it just like immediately it kind of put me in a in a different it put the movie in a different light for me. Um, and so then like I started thinking about it, and just like in terms of like where superhero movies are today. And what the really good ones are doing, and what, and what the difference is between that. And so, like superhero movies, I'm kind of gravitating more towards our movies like Logan and Deadpool. Right. Like, we've we've already established that superheroes exist and they can do great things. But what else is there to like the idea of being a superhero? You know what I mean? So, like in Deadpool's case, it was just kind of like lampooning it and, and making fun of it, but it was done well. Um, or at least I thought it done well. And then you look at Logan, and I, I like Logan because, like, it was like, what else is there to superheroes? It's like, oh, well, they're also actually, you know, suffering from post-traumatic <laughs> Right. And, you know, Xavier is, like, having these headaches that are killing innocent people. You know what I mean? Like, right. I thought, like, that's an interesting take for me, and that makes me, I feel like at this point in superhero movies, we got to start getting to those types of takes on it because we've gotten past what I thought Wonder Woman was, which is like, it's just a standard superhero movie. You know what right. I mean? There, there's no, there's no real drama to it. You, you know, like even through the whole Ares arc of the movie, like I feel like we always knew she was going to win. Right. Like, right. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that it ended up being, like, that you're really anticipating is the little twist at it. And ultimately, like, which gets to your point that you wish there was more focus on Ares, I felt like the twist was distracting from the story because it's just like, all right, like, so we think it's a general, but why aren't they saying it's a general? You know what I mean? And then you start... Right. And then it's like, oh, it's just the fucking... It's, it's the the minister or whatever the fuck his role was in the, in the yeah movie. like I feel like they didn't I mean and I, I guess I get why they did it cause you you wanna disguise the twist but like I felt like this Ares wasn't built up enough like yeah it, and, and that gets back to the point of like where does shit land in terms of like scale for the villains in, in, in this movie like you got the Greek god of war like what the like I'm expecting <laughs> an epic Greek battle and like the battle like the fight scenes weren't bad but like all things considered like i don't know i don't even know where the fuck the 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 final fight scene took place was it, like at an airport hangar yeah they were like outside of the they were like outside of the airport hangar yeah, like so, on the runway so the literal greek god of war dies in some kind of nondescript way that you know what i mean that like will ultimately have no effect on anything but then it makes me wonder that, like, so how does that affect Wonder Woman when she realizes that, like, she defeat she she first off, her purpose was complete. She killed Ares. Secondly, 
Aries is supposed to, was in her world considered to be the top most like big problem, right? But she's about to encounter the fact that like there are a lot more stronger beings in this world. Right. Like everything about her is like like is going to be challenging these movies coming ahead, and I feel like they probably wouldn't address that. And so those kind of little things like they add up because I'm like, all right, you have Aries here. They're not really doing much with him as a villain. You know, you get the typical uh, twist at the end. Oh, that was a bad guy, and now he's on some kind of steroids, and he's transforming into, like, a big monster. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, every in every superhero movie in the traditional sense, like, at the very end of it, you know, the bad guy turns into a monster because he doesn't normally have the physicality. And so, you know, and, like, so those, like, the, in terms of looking at the movie through, like, a cinematic lens and looking at it and judging it the way I would judge an Oscar movie it's just like it's not really there and like before anybody says like that's not fair you can't look at those movies like that the only reason why I do look at them like that is because there have been movies like Deadpool there have been movies like Logan I like Split a lot um you know even movies like John Wick and like stuff like that they're, like they're just coming out and they're like it seems like there's more thought to put into genre movies nowadays Right. So like I want to hold movies like Wonder Woman and Batman to the to that um that level of 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 what I perceive to be cinematic um goods. You know what I mean? And the truth is it wasn't that type of movie. It was very much just your standard superhero movie, which fine, cool. You know, it exists now. I just I, I want to see more serious kind of thought out takes in the DC universe now. You know what I mean? I want to see a movie that feels like um, it's a modern take on superheroes. I almost yeah. think with Ares and uh, the general guy, like it's it's somewhat not not to the extreme, but like the the main problem I had with Batman versus Superman was that like. I felt like if there was a solid foundation, but they tried to cram too much into one movie. Right. And in the end, it was just like, I don't really know what the purpose of this was. And I felt like with Ares and the general guys, like I, I almost felt like it would have been better if we would have just stuck with one of them. But the thing with that is, is like, if if you don't really use this general guy, why do we care about Chris Pine's character? Because that was the only reason he was really, you know... Right, right. He needs that villain to exist in the movie. But... I, I just felt like the fucking general should have been Ares. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like, okay, it, maybe it's a little obvious that, okay, you're going to make Ares be an actual general. That's kind of cliche. But at the same time, it's like, let's just cut through the bullshit right. and get to the story. You know what I mean? Like, And then you have more time to build him up. Right, right. Yeah. You, can, you can add more to him. Get rid of this stupid... You know, Coke does. He didn't need to take that. He could have just been Ares. He could have been a menacing force. And, you know, build him up like that. As opposed to leaving it to the dude who... I mean, I don't even remember... I don't remember his name. I don't remember what his role was in the government. That ended up turning into Ares. All I know was that he was somebody in a position of power. That, you know, encouraged them to, to basically ruin... Right, yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he whispers this, the evil sweet nothings in their ear. But that was it. You know what I mean? Like, and like you said, there's no, there's no character development, and there's no, 
and there's no character development for Wonder Woman because, like, I mean, what does any of that mean to her? That, like, uh, okay, sure, she's learning about, like, that, you know, good is subjective and people make bad decisions all the time and it's not, like, controlled by the gods, but, like, what does it mean to her that she just killed the per the person she was designed to defeat? You know what I mean? Like, right. You, it's, you know, you just met your maker. You killed him. Like, what's left? Like, you've been in exile from your home. Like, you're not allowed to come back to uh, the mascara or whatever the fuck it's called. You know what I mean? Like, what does any of that mean in this movie? I would, and it's not that, like, movies have to address that type of stuff. But I feel like we're at a point in our movie, moving watching lexicon that they should be able to like address that type of stuff. You know? What yeah, I mean? it wasn't. Yeah, there, there wasn't like a lot of closure. It was just more like, all right, I killed Ares. Okay. Right. Then <laughs> now, yeah, he it's, told me he loved me, but you know. Yeah, on to on to the next daily task. Like, right. yeah. It, <laughs> It didn't make it seem like it was that big of a deal as much as, like, her mom made it out. Like, oh, you gotta, you know... Right, you could die. Right. <laughs> you could be dead. You can't, I'm gonna shield you from learning everything. Right. Because you, like, this could be it. And, yeah, and it's like, but none of that... As soon as she gets off the island, it doesn't really... Matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And, like, yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to visually think back. Like, did Wonder Woman... Did she, or I would just call it Diana, because Wonder Woman just sounds repetitive. But, uh, does, like, does she at some point, like, get injured while she's battling Ares? Like, are this, were the stakes ever raised to the point where you're like, oh, shit, like... This well, she, she, really, the, the, well, the one moment that was, like, the pivotal moment was when he, um, he had her trapped in the, the metal, and, like, he literally had it, like, wrapped around her. And that was, yeah, that was the one moment where it was like, oh, like, you need to get out of this jam because you might catch an L (laughs) if you don't hurry up. And then, like, right after she got caught in the metal was when uh, Steve died. And, like, she she saw, yeah, she saw the plane explode and then she kind of... Yeah, and then she just kind of hawked out. So think about that for a second, though. Like, when you really, like, lay that out, it's like, damn, like, it just, it goes back to my point that, like, I thought the movie was well done in terms of, like, just being a good blockbuster movie. And, you know, it hits all the points you'd want a movie to kind of hit when you're watching a movie like that. But at the same time, when I look at it from a different angle, it's like... But it was... They did kind of go for some of the easy... Yeah. Easy moments. And and I think maybe that's what... It was one of those things where they could have... They could have put a real, like, emphatic stamp. Like, a defining, like, oomph (laughs) moment... And they kind of, I ain't gonna say they fumbled it, but they just kind of, they let it ease off too easy. Like, they, which, like, yeah, like, after it was over, it was just kind of over, and it's like, oh, okay. Which, but, you know, and, 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 like, I'm totally into, like, talking about, like, the politics behind everything, and, like, so, like, it, it makes me interested to wonder, like, um, interested to wonder, that doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> I, I think about, like, alright, well, Suicide Squad sucked hated Batman versus Superman. Man of Steel wasn't well received. What if they made this movie pretty, what would be in my opinion, formulaic? If they made it formulaic because they just wanted to get it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could just yeah. be that like they're like, you know, we've taken a lot of L's recently. Let's just make a fucking movie that works and then, you know, try to get over this hurdle of, you know. 
Because yeah. if, if Wonder Woman would have sucked, I... Yeah, I, I think we all would have checked out. Like, yeah, like, I don't... Like, that was it. That was their... This was their last shot. And, you know... Like, even if I didn't care for the movie that much, I can still respect the fact that, like, this has definitely been, like, an adrenaline shot for DC films. And, like, I think, like, it's gonna, at the very least, keep people interested in the Justice League movie, so... Um, I'm pretty sure that was the case. I think that was the case, though, that they, they probably did just want to get it right, because after you've had that many missteps, at this point, it's like, all right, maybe we need to just get back to the basics. Like, let's stop trying to... Because I, yeah, because I felt like Batman versus Superman, like, they wanted to make that this really epic, you know. And I, I think I'm one of the few people that <laughs> I enjoyed it. It, it definitely was flawed. I will not argue that at all. There were a lot of things about that movie I didn't like. But, like, generally, I thought it was okay. But, like, yeah, they wanted to make that a blockbuster, but they just... They dropped the ball in so many areas that it just... It wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and with with this, it was just like, let's let's just do something... I don't say passable, but let's just make something solid to get us back in good standings, and then we'll... You know, we'll, we'll move on from that point. Yeah. I, a lot of people um, have argued that like uh, Wonder Woman is the is the movie Superman was supposed to have because like what I did like about it going back to some positive things about the movie um, was I did like the way that like she was like with No Man's Land she was like nah we're doing the right thing there there's there's no there's no ifs or maybes about doing the actual right thing. You know what I mean? So, like, she knew she could handle all those dudes. So she went out and fucking handled her business, and she did the right thing. You know what I mean? And right. so I like that about her, whereas Superman, he's always just like, uh, well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, like, especially, like, in the, in, in the Man of Steel, it's just like, uh, what's my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is, like. Oh, I guess I'm saving. Like it was like very half-assed. They didn't. Right. Yeah. Like she, she's very right. sure of herself. She, she got it. She figured out quick. She's like, oh, I gotta fight Ares. Oh, I gotta save these people. All right, let's fucking do it. Let's make it work. And like she may be confused about certain things, but she's, you know, for the most part, you know, like the entire time, her heart is like made of gold, and like you know what side she lies on, and there's no. Yeah, there's no wishy washiness. She's right. she's not she's not flip flopping. <laughs> which is like, which is important because I feel like you need that stacked up against a guy like Batman. You know what I mean? Like, right. Batman is the one that like you know Batman's out for good, but you don't know like what route he's gonna take and what type of fucking you know damage it's gonna do in the process because he's he's like the Punisher in a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? I, mean, I guess he was right. pretty much in the, with Ben Affleck had him the way he had him playing but um so yeah like i feel like like for a lot, a lot like they were right in saying that like she is she embodies a lot a lot of what superman should embody or what he should have been about in his movies and i mean hell if they get it right with with wonder woman i ain't too mad at that yeah i think i think that's kind of what makes me like excited about her character and that you know hopefully she'll play a pivotal role in justice league is like mm-hmm. Due to the fact that you know she's about that action. So you know when she pops up on the screen, she's about to get it done. Like, right. <laughs> there's no... She's not about to give you some long speech, or she's not second-guessing anything. 
Like, she just went head up with the tank, no question. <laughs> Took down the building, no question. Oh, I gotta fight Ares? I don't know if I'm ready, but hey, let's just let's just do let's, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's just go. Right. <laughs> I will say, though, one other thing that bothered me about this movie, I don't know if anybody else, maybe they didn't care, but it kind of bothered me. So, like, in the beginning, when they were telling her about the, um, uh, uh, the, well, I guess we kind of found out it wasn't true, but, uh, the weapon killer, which was allegedly the sword, right. which kind of found out wasn't true, like, she was just the weapon, but, like, they made the sword be, like, symbolic and, like, kind of have, like, this divine purpose, and then she goes to use the sword on Ares, and it's like, oh... I guess that's the I guess that's the end of the sword then. Like <laughs> like it didn't she used the lasso more than the sword, which I'm not going to complain cuz I I love the lasso. But it was like I don't know. That that I don't for some reason that bothered me. Like there was no sword action. Like the, I mean I didn't say there wasn't any, but in the moment she probably needed it the most. It just didn't 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 work. Yeah, it, it wasn't even it didn't even need it. Yeah, I mean like it, I thought it was interesting that like the 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 weapons kind of like I mean I don't know what, like how important they are to like Wonder Woman's role or whatever but uh, I thought I thought what they did with the lasso was, was pretty the way they made that work was pretty funny and like I just like when Chris Pine's character is like uh, when he's lying or whatever like right you know, the way he acts now you're like you kind of feel like oh shit that, that lasso is actually doing some work yeah um, but yeah yeah I did catch the fact that like it was like oh okay well there there goes that piece of the story. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gone. But Meanwhile, guess, she's got these bracelets that are just wrecking all kinds of damage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's no explanation about you know. What those? Yeah. Those braces from or braces yeah. from or like you know what they mean or all that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot about the about that. Uh, when when you look at the details, I think you can find a, a lot wrong about it. But I think. Maybe the lesson is that it's just one of those movies that if you want to enjoy it, you just got to take out the fact that it's just, you know, right. it's a Wonder Woman movie. We're finally getting it. It's six of some of the common things you've seen a million times in superhero movies. But hey, like it's something and it's DC not sucking, which is a good thing. Super <laughs> rare. So. And, and, and to be quite honest with you, yo, like, like that's my opinion is that it's not that great. But like. It's got a 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's not supposed to be easy. You know right. what I mean? So, I don't know if it's all just, like, a kind of hype thing, or maybe it's actually a good movie, in my opinion, which is completely fucking wrong. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Completely plausible. So, like, I mean, like, for what it's worth, that movie, like, people like it, and, like, it, it's doing pretty good, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're not here saying, like, holy shit, that was a terrible movie. I can't believe I wasted $4 on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, that that was a route that I was kind of expecting to go on, so like, hey, I'm, I'm I'm glad it happened, and I'm interested to see this a second one. I I will say though, I don't know if I want to see the director come back on this next one. Uh, well, before we get into that, I'll get one more quick thing I wanted to mention. Um, I do like. So the, the one thing about Ares that kind of bugged me at first, I was like, all right, I get it. All right, so he's this old guy who's just been parading around. But, like, it bugged me for a little bit that they just kept him in his regular street clothes. And I was like, you guys better not. If he doesn't transform or do something, like, <laughs> mm. 
and they bought it on cue. They bought it on cue for me, so I give them credit. So when he when he put on the armor, even though he kept his old man face, but whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I I can get with this, and I like the way I like the finishing move. She she basically caught him with like a Vegeta final flash, which yeah. I thought was dope. It it maybe maybe I I ain't gonna say it was cheesy. I liked. It. I thought the, the I call it the final flash. That was serious to me. So I'll 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 give them that. I I love the closing. Uh, they they gave Ares his armor, which I was happy about. It took a little too long, but. Yeah, just wanted to give that a mention because I thought that was really dope. So, what do you think about uh, moving forward into this? Into let's not talk about a, uh, a Justice League movie, but Wonder Woman two. Like, what are you trying to see like in the movie from that director wise, story wise, blah blah blah. I know she's been exiled, but I have to see more of the Amazons, mm-hmm. like. Cause I felt like when they when they started off with it, I was like, man, these Amazons are serious. And then as soon as I got to enjoy them, they just that was it. They were gone. Mm-hmm. I I think what I would want to see in the second one is I really want to see her. I mean, I get it. Ares was you know he he was the god of war, whatever, whatever. He's a strong dude, but I really want to see her get pushed. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see some more action. Like I want to see her lose. Yeah, like yeah, like I want to see her take some. She she got to take some L's. Like she has to go. I want to see her go through it. Like <laughs> to go through like that maturation process to become like the the Wonder Woman we know she can be. That's like a a super beast who can probably take on like half of DC. But and and then I think then I would like to see them tie up some loose ends. Like definitely we we got to get the explanation about these bracelets that are just. <laughs> that right. just seemed to be able to destroy anything, and I think they mentioned a lot too about um, and I think that probably things about like her childhood that you know she probably wasn't told about things that she doesn't know secretly that probably go on. So yeah, just tie up some loose ends, put her in some really like tough battles and some really hard situations where you know we really need to see her grow into something great. Right, where she so, earns that. Yeah, she yeah she kind of earns that title. I, I don't I don't think they need to do anything too like drastic, extraordinary. Yeah, like you you have a solid foundation. Just tie up some loose ends and build on what you got. Like, don't try to do anything too crazy because then you'll just have another Batman versus Superman situation. Just add on to the basics you have and just make it a little more. Add that extra like umph that this kind of missed like a little bit like it, it could have been more I don't know like it, it could have had like a more of a impact mm-hmm. you know just yeah just get get give give me something more impactful and I'll I'll be happy with that I'll I'll, I'll take that gladly I want like I want a hard a hard PG-13 like one that like I want to see her just be straight savage like I want to see her be savage I want to see her lose I want to like I just we we need a like if Batman's gonna be going hard as fuck killing people, if Superman's gonna be able to like you know um, destroy entire cities with like one flight, like I wanna like like I'm, I need to see Wonder Woman like really fuck some shit up, you know what I mean? And like it doesn't have to be innocent people don't have to be in throes of, of the fight, but you know like I want to see her square up with somebody and like and really really just like. 
see what the physicality is like in the right. fight with her. You know what I mean? Because like hit hit that point where she has to question how strong she is. Like <laughs> and, and, and like, and like look, let's just see her put some fists up. You know what I mean? Like let's see what that looks like because like the whole super strength throwing people around type thing. Like that's cool, but you kind of miss out on like good choreography and like really cool interesting fight scenes and like we got a little bit of that like i think we got it more towards the beginning the choreography of it all. yeah but, like i want to see more of that you know what i mean and that goes back to my whole like reason with why i might want to see an- another director because i want to see somebody who can who can handle fight scenes like that it can still be a woman director i don't care who it is but i just i want to see like a more um i want to see i want to see motherfuckers get thrown around I want to see people get punched in the face. I want to see Wonder Woman bleed. You know, um, why not? Why not bring some more female characters into it? You know what I mean? Like we had a bunch of strong female characters in the beginning of the movie, and then they all went away. And we got one chick who, like, if you noticed, was well, you probably didn't watch many trailers, but like, she was in a few of the trailers. But in the actual movie, the 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 random English chick or whatever with the curly hair, like, mm. she wasn't really there anymore. And at, towards the end of the movie, it wasn't really a about her and like I thought like the side characters were kind of weak too and like so I want to see like more of that like what happens to like who let's develop this Wonder Woman world and see what it's all about I just had a thought now that you said that did you watch um Flashpoint Paradox no or maybe alright so alright which one was that so a quick synopsis so Flashpoint Paradox was a DC animated movie I think that came that came out a while ago but um so Flash, um, what did he do? He he altered the timeline somehow. I think he he went back in time to save his mom from dying or something like that. And you know okay. he changed the whole scope. Sure. But like her and um, her Wonder Woman and Aquaman's people ended up going to war because they had like a mm. thing going on. And uh, I think Aquaman's wife found out and like Diana cut her head off. <laughs> like yeah. it was some straight <laughs> it was some straight savagery. But like you just gave me an idea. Like I w- I want to see. I want to see her somehow return back to home, and I want to see them go to war, like, with a formidable opponent, not some random Germans, like, I want to see them get invaded, or maybe they got invade somebody else, like, them, why, that whole squad go up against, like, a formidable threat. Well, you know, like, why not just do that exact thing, you know what I mean, like, okay, you don't have to cut, her, cut off anybody's head in the movie, but, like, why not just explore that, um, that whole, uh, uh, them going at it, going like, why not? Instead of having an Aquaman movie, why don't why don't we just have an Aquaman versus Wonder Woman? You know, what I mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> because like, it's not like okay, like, do we really, really, actually need in in a second Wonder Woman movie, or can we have a Wonder Woman versus Aquaman and just start getting into like building these characters' individual relationships, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, is, what is what is Wonder Woman's actual relationship like with Aquaman? You know what I mean? We kind of know what it is with Superman and Batman, but I'd be interested to see how that, you know, juxtaposition plays out. And you're already seeing that kind of thought process happening with, like, um, Thor and, and Hulk and, and, and Ragnarok or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're doing it. Type thing. I'd be interested to see something like that i don't know what her relationship is like with cyborg but you know you know what i mean like yeah and one of those guys into the movie. i think with one i i would hope dc would do this but I, i'm not sure i think this is i think they do a good job 
of setting them setting themselves apart from Marvel and like the tone of their movies because I, I generally feel like most Marvel movies have a like a really light a lighter tone to them. Yeah. And DC seems to lean towards more of like the darker, kind of more serious at yeah. least for the most part. And I, I would hope that maybe with their movies instead of, you know, like I feel like with Marvel, like you know the formula: Iron Man one, Iron Man two, and then we'll do a movie with everybody in it. Then yeah. we'll do an Iron Man three. Like, they have a chance at, well, I don't know, I think their film schedule is kind of set in stone, so I, <laughs> I don't know how much they can change right now, but, like, I, I feel like they can set themselves apart, like, if they do more, like, crossover, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, like, make it make it more interesting as to where, like, don't just do the same, alright, Wonder Woman 2, and then we'll move on to the next superhero, he gets his part yeah, one, part two. Exactly, because, like, Especially, like, if you look, maybe not Aquaman, because I am, like, absolutely, like, pretty curious to see how a movie like that turns out. But, like, no offense to Cyborg, but I'm not that interested in a solo Cyborg movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could live without it. So, but it would be kind of cool to see a, 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 a Cyborg Wonder Woman movie. I don't know what the fuck that would look like, but, you know, if you said that was going to be the movie, I would check it out and see what their dynamic is like in you know what I mean? So it's not just Batman all the time, and it's not just Superman. It's like other people working together. You know, I would I would watch a uh, a Flash Cyborg movie. You know what I mean? Or right. Or like you said, the in a Wonder Woman versus Aquaman, because that'd be dope. Because you would get two really dope landscapes. You would get the mascara, which is um, Wonder Woman's homeland. And you'd get all the beasts and animals and, and Amazonian women that, you know, may reside on that island. And you'd get that kind of scenery. And then you'd also get Atlantis and you'd get to see what's going on down there. You know what I mean? It would be dope as fuck to watch right. those two uh, worlds go at war with each other. I think that'd be like... And, and that'd be great for the movies. That's the thing you'd, want to pay t- you'd pay a ticket price for because right. you know, it'd be spectacle and stuff like that. Um, I I would hope they would. I mean, like you said, the, the schedules might be set in stone, but I, but you know, I don't know how much they could change in the story or not. But I would like to see like a dynamic like that. I think that'd be interesting. Eve, cause see, did you watch Did you watch Logan? Yes, I did. Oh yeah. Logan oh yeah. Was a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. Because just like it's not the X Men. It, it's just like all right. Uh, Wolverine and Charles Xavier go on a fucking uh, on a road trip. That's all the movie right. was. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, just, it's a road trip movie, but you know they, they they then they play on those dynamics. Like I love like listening to Charles like cuss at him, be like fuck you and shut the fuck up. You know? You know <laughs> the I mean? like, case the case of Lupas. <laughs> it, it was great. It was great. And like just seeing them have like very human moments together. You know what I mean? Like you forget the fact that like. Charles Xavier was at one point the most powerful man in the world. You know right. what I mean? And the most well-mannered man. <laughs> right, right. And, like, you know what I mean? So you get to have, like, those, like, really huge moments with them. And, like, DC would do itself a service by trying to find those moments fast. But I do hear the argument that they're more godlike than human-like, whereas Marvel characters always tend to be more human-like than yeah, yeah and, and like that's probably a pretty that's a pretty fair compare. I mean, outside of Thor, 
than like the whole Avengers world. Like, yeah, most of them have like a human. There's more of a human side to them. They just happen to right have whereas, some. Yeah, Wonder Woman is like a goddess up front. Superman is pretty much a god off off the top. At least you know, being born on Earth or growing up in Earth, he was. Right. You know I mean, so it's like these guys like they don't really have much competition. Obviously. The Flash will probably take a different route and be less about guys. But even still, like, you know, I just, like, yeah, I definitely want to see more of, like, how these, uh, how these characters be human. And, you know, I don't know how you get that out of Wonder Woman and Superman. I know how you get out of Batman, because we've seen it. Um, I'm, I have a good idea of where you get it out of a, a Flash movie or a Cyborg movie. Um, or maybe even an Aquaman movie. Wonder Woman, I don't know too much about, and I don't know what her story is besides just kicking ass all the time. <laughs> well, so we'll see. Say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, right. They've know. they've got a lot of a lot, a lot a lot of options, a lot of directions we can we we can go into, and just hope that they don't fumble the ball somehow. I will say this though: I hope to fucking god that when it, when Wonder Woman two comes out. That the villain doesn't just end up being somebody from her her land that like was under the wraps the whole time or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like right. I hope it wasn't like, Oh, you're my sister from Kingston. I'm back with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I hope that's not I hope if that ends up being the, the villain or the story arc that like they just address it from the jump and we get into the fact that we're going back to Wonder Woman's homeland to Right. You know what I mean? I hope they don't they don't bullshit around that one. But uh Yeah man. That's uh I guess yeah. It's we'll see. A lot of we'll see. All we can do is wait. I guess before we wrap up Wonder Woman and then get off into the other show uh we'll talk about. Uh just real quick. After seeing Wonder Woman, uh how you how do you feel about Justice League now? Uh Justice League I'm Still pretty uncertain about. Um, I'm always going to give DC Comics a chance just because I'm a Batman nerd. Um, I, you know, I just I I grew up on the animated series, so I'm always going to give DC a chance. And I like the animated movies a lot. I think there's a, there's a lot of good source material there for for them to pick from. Um, so I'm looking forward to just seeing a Justice League movie happen. Period. But in terms of like if I think, like, Wonder Woman signals a, a, a changing in, in in the tide for them, I don't know, because this movie was already happening. You know what I mean? Like, it was already under production, stuff like that, so right. it's not like they had time to really go, like, shit, let's stop everything. We nailed Wonder Woman. Let's... Right. <laughs> how we're gonna... Like, let's now apply what we've learned to this. Like, this movie was already happening. But... They are going through, like, really extensive reshoots that are supposed to last all the way through the summer for the Justice League movie, which used to mean a bad thing in in Hollywood terms, but now it kind of, like, it's just a standard to do reshoots. But the fact that it's lasting as long as it is means that they're probably fixing a lot of problems that they've already identified, and they've set aside a budget to fix those things. So I'm kind of optimistic in the sense that, like, it looks like maybe things might be good because they're, you know, they 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 have enough lead time to kind of like 
fix the problems you've had. But I don't know. We'll see. I I know a lot of the beginning story. I, I pretty much know how the band gets together. So um, just from from watching the, the trailers. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I the the trail I saw got me pretty excited. Cause I remember, like, I wasn't sold on the Flash at first, but now seeing him again in the trailer, I'm like, okay, he, he looks pretty cool. The trailer I saw kind of seems like I feel like Aquaman's gonna play a big role in this movie. Mm-hmm. Cause the, the trailer I saw, like, it seemed like he had a lot of like the funny parts or like the standout parts. Right. So I feel like they're gonna try to drive him to the forefront, which I I think is a good thing because, I mean, we all know Aquaman's been the butt of superhero jokes for. Long you know, God knows how long. So I feel like they're trying to like he's being rebranded <laughs> as like you know he's gonna be that dude now. But at the same time, I just I wonder like it's it's always in the back of my mind. Are they gonna find a way to fumble this? Like, is it gonna be one of those movies that like it starts off great, we'll see the band get together, and then after that like it is it just gonna fall apart? And well, that's what I'm wondering because like I mean. Again, and and that's where like my, my worries lie is that like I watched enough trailers where I could pretty much re, re, reaccount how the entire uh, I would say first act of of Batman getting everybody together how it all pans out you know what I mean like I right. I got an idea of how everything's gonna go and so okay so all I have left now is the villain and whatever the 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 conflict is and how it gets resolved and how it leads into whatever's next. You know what I mean? Like, right. the the excitement of getting Justice League together has already been killed for me, which means it's relying just on the villains, which I don't know if they're going to get somebody interesting or not. And so I'm kind of worried about that. You know what I mean? Like, who is their villain going to be? Is it going to be that Stephen Wolf guy? If so, like, is it just going to end up being some kind of throwaway shit like Ares or like the villain... Uh, oh, I guess Lex Luthor was the villain in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, Batman vs. Superman. Well, him and Doomsday, but... Well, like, Doomsday and, like, that part of the equation, like, Doomsday was a throwaway. You know what I mean? Like, he was just there to show up at the ending to, you know, to kill Superman or whatever, but... Right. Like, I, I just... I don't know. We gotta get we gotta get a good villain. Like you said, we got, you know, a, for the most part of movies, is usually gonna only be as good as this villain, especially in the yeah. superhero case. And if there's not going to be a villain, it's got to be a lot of emotional stuff at the emotional core. And I don't think that that what this movie is going to be about. So who's our villain? You know, is it Joker? I just hope they stick with one villain. No matter who he is, give me one. Don't try to bounce this around three different directions. Right. Give me a solid guy from the beginning. Like now, all right, I know from the beginning. All right, this guy, he's the bad guy. He's who they have to deal with. And then just give me a reason to believe that he's a problem. Like. Right. Give me a reason to believe that he might be able to take one or two of these people out. Like, <laughs> right, right. yeah, well, give, give yeah, me something like that. Just don't bullshit us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't fucking. And another thing I don't want to see happen is I don't want to see, like, okay, I get it. Uh, Arthur Curry, Aquaman, and this one, he looks like he might be a little difficult to deal with. You know, he might be a little, little on the edge, a little rough. You know, um, the Flash, he's a little kind of teenager, millennial-ish, so, you know, maybe he's got an attitude problem. You know, like, I hope it's not them fighting the entire time to before they finally work together. You know what I mean? Like, I right. hope, like, they, they figure that shit out pretty quick and we just get to, like, 
the meat of it all because we've seen, you know, we've watched the Avengers. We've seen, we've already seen the idea of like superheroes not getting along and having to work through it. You know what I mean? We've watched X Men a million times and seen right. Logan and Cyclops argue. You know what I mean? So like, hopefully, hopefully the Justice League can be the team that just like once they figure it out, we're good and we can and get to the the actual conflict and not have the whole story just kind of hinge on that because we know they're gonna get together. You know, right. the movie's called the Justice League. We know they're gonna work it out. So let's. Let's see them stand up to some shit and like actually right. fight. And, and we need to see the team do work. And see Wonder Woman actually fuck some people up hard. You know right. I, mean? <laughs> I, I just like if like if she's gonna be the Amazon Amazon princess, let's just see her go all out. And you know what I mean? And be that raw raw type of a, of a warrior that she can be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Shit, I like. Do you watch Game of Thrones at all? Uh, I admittedly do not. I, I think I saw like a little bit of the first episode, and then well, I like, ended up. They they like they recently had like a, a battle scene. I won't spoil it for you or anything like that, but like there are fucking battle scenes. Like I want to see some Wonder Woman type shit like that. Like let's see her command an army. You know what I mean? And like just have some really raw, rough like 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 battles and shit like that. You know, maybe she calls the entire uh, Themyscira Amazonian Princess Guard to come out and, and help us save the world type of shit. You know what I mean? And, like, she commands right. the army that fights all the demons and shit. Like, I just, like, I would love to see some stuff like that. Because I think, like, she would do great with that. And I think, like, it'd just be amazing to see, you know, a hundred Wonder Womans, you know, people with the personality of Wonder Woman that aren't afraid to, to throw it, throw, throw the fists up going after some demons and shit like that. I think that'd be cool. We'll see. DC, don't, don't mess us up. Don't fuck this up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of got back on track here. Let's. Uh... Yeah, you got you got you got the left foot planted. We gotta get the right foot planted now, right, and so then we'll 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 figure out how to walk and run later. Right. But yeah. let's, just, uh, let's make another yeah. solid movie. Yeah, let's let's make another uh, something solid, and then we'll we'll figure out the future from there. Which um, but which is promising oh. by the way, because Josh Whedon is helping direct it now. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, he's got his hands on it now, so. Um, I mean, it, maybe it's unfair to say that, like, you know, like, what's good and what's bad is, is predicated on who's, who directed what part of it, you know what I mean? Like, it might be unfair to be like, oh, it's only good because Josh Whedon touched it, and it's not Zack right. Snyder, you know, but, you know, th- there are promising, uh, glimmers of hope for that movie, so, I'm looking yeah, forward. Well, we'll see, so, yeah, overall, I thought, I thought one of them was pretty dope. I'm, I'm looking forward to what DC does next. Cautiously optimistic, but whenever Justice League comes out in November, they'll they'll take my money. I'll be there probably day one, just like I was for this. Because I, I can't. And yeah. hopefully, uh, T-Mobile has a right. <laughs> T-Mobile got to get them four dollars back. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to bring that back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, moving on to the next uh, topic, uh, I guess we might not spend too long on this, but definitely got to. Uh, dive into it a little bit. I actually meant to talk about this a while ago, but I'm glad you reminded me because it, it kind of slipped my mind a little bit. But um, Samurai Jack, man, season five. Uh, that was great. We, we yeah we we lost uh we lost a great cartoon, man. I was I was hurt like <laughs> like for people who like if you haven't watched Samurai Jack, like this is one of the most original just like pieces of work I've ever watched man like I can't 
there's no other show I can compare this to. Like, there's nothing like this out there. It's just so, like, it's on point. And, like, specifically this season, like, the guy really, Gary Tarski, Tavarski, or however you say his name, like, he really got a chance to, like, just flex his chops. And, like, that fight scene when they're, like, in the dark, and, like, it's only, like, fucking, uh, the sword's, like, clinging that's, like, right. bringing them into light. That shit is hard as fuck. And it's those it's those little things that that show does right mm-hmm. that like keep you watching. Just so much like little artistic moments that they they just make look epic. <laughs> it's just like no other show. We're not gonna see this again. This this was one of those like meteor moments. Like if you didn't see it when it was in the sky the first time, it's gonna be a long time if ever before like you see something like this ever again. And you know, like I was thinking about it, like. I almost don't know, like, if, even if you got, like, the, like, a really good director, if you could make this a live action and have it keep the integrity of the show. I don't think you could. Because the animation is just, like, it's part of the the show and the experience. Like, just the general aesthetics and look of it, like, I don't, I don't, like, like, it literally, unless, like, they bring it back for another round, which might be a mistake on their part. But, like, if this show is, like, if that was truly the last episode of Samurai Jack ever, like, it's truly just a nugget of, of like, animation and of TV period, like, everybody should watch. Because it's just really fucking good. And yeah. Like, what did you think of the ending? You know what? It was, it was predictable, but I still loved how it was done. Yeah, it was and like, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was like you, you kind of got the sense that, uh, ah, what was her name? Aku's daughter. Ashi. Yeah, Ashi. Like you, you kind of. I didn't piece it together at first, but it kind of hit me a little bit after he killed Aku. That was like, oh yeah, he, she was his creation. Right. She might not make it. And when the wedding scene first started, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Like you, you felt that it was coming. And then the the scene that I'm pretty sure hit everybody when he was standing under the tree and the beetle oh, yeah. crawls on his finger and it's just like dagger right to the heart like. <laughs> but you see, I thought that was well done though because like, it was it was it, very well it done. Was smart because it also like even though it was like completely emotional like okay he loses Ashi, but ultimately Samurai Jack has always been like just he's like he's always just been like this this guy that knows, like, alright, just keep moving forward, and, like, he's been in tune with the earth and stuff like that, and so, like, seeing him, like, catch that ladybug on his fingertip, and, like, look out, and, like, automatically seeing the optimism and the good in the world, like, it wraps, it wrapped up his character as a whole, and, like, right. despite all the terrible and horrible shit that's happened to him over the years, like, he still was able to have a a happy ending, even if it wasn't one that, like, you know, maybe we had wanted it to be. Yeah, it, it was good closure. Mm-hmm. Like, they wrapped it up in a nice little little bow. And just to touch on real quick, because I think my favorite thing about this season was like, how dark this season was. Yeah. Like, you saw the Samurai Jack in some really rough spots, and I, I thought it was it was really cool, like, the times where he would be talking to himself. Mm-hmm. And like was kind of like the evil him, like kind of telling him, you know, what he's doing wrong, and you know, 
like I thought those scenes anytime that happened was just done really well. Yeah. And it just it made the story that much better when you see like what he's you got to see Samurai Jack be a lot more human, a lot more vulnerable, you know. And then they you know, they take away his sword for mo- most of the season he yeah, was yeah. swordless. So like you you saw him in just really rough spots and he desperate. He really yeah, like desperate. Like it it wasn't one of those moments where like, you know, in most shows, you know the main character is gonna make it out all right. Mm-hmm. Like Jack had to go through some some battles. Like he he had to take some some lumps. Well, I to... thought he the entire like even up to the final episode, I thought he was gonna die. Like I thought that like ultimately the way it was gonna end, the way of a samurai, like it was just gonna be some shit where like you know like he can't go back to the past or like there's some kind of like, complication with getting to, back to the past that he ultimately has to accept and that he just dies an honorable type death. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, that was what I was expecting. So the fact that, like, he made it to the end, yo, like, I was hype about that and I thought that was, like, a cool way to end because, like, we, we got to see somebody win. You know what I mean? Right. It, it was, like, it was, it was a good way to win and I thought that, like, that win, even though it was a small little win in, in terms of like the, the butterfly and shit like that I mean he still lost Ashi and love and stuff like that but like I felt like the payoff was there that like after everything he went through killing somebody for the first time after feeling 50 years of not killing people like right. I, I didn't catch that in the in the series until they brought it up like oh he, he never killed anybody yeah he's never killed yeah, yeah because and I remember because in all the old ones I think I would read this somewhere when the show was originally, I think, thought of, it was gonna be like humans he was fighting against, mm-hmm. but I think like they couldn't get it aired, so right. they switched it all to robots. Right, so that it, like, Hence, they can make it look gory, but it was just robot parts coming out. Right, yeah, like robot parts, and now you get to see him like he. I, and I remember that scene when he killed her, and I was like, oh, he caught a body, right. like, <laughs> like you're looking at the screen like, yo, he really just killed somebody. <laughs> it did. And, yeah. Like, it affected it... him. And it affected him, and, like, it affected him up until the very end of the show, pretty much, and, like, up until he was able to kind of find that clarity. And I like that. I like that a lot, because, like, it gave us something to, to look forward to other than him just getting back to the past. You know what I mean? Like, when he gets back to the past, it happens so quickly that, like, it took me a second to be like, oh, wait, he's here. It's over. Right. <laughs> everything, everything he went through is now completely irrelevant because he's in the past now, and, like, it's the end is here. And, like, so, like, that was jarring to me, but then I, like, but then I was like, oh, shit, but you know what? Like, he actually had some weight and some problems he had to get through this season, and, like, that's what the show ultimately ended up being about was just, like, Jack the person and not jack this guy trying to get to the past and yeah i love that man. they they did so many just little things right like i love the one scene where um i think it was when ashi was looking for jack because he had disappeared for a little bit uh-huh. and she walked into the club and like they um i think they like asked her who she was looking for and she was like samurai jack and everybody in the club threw up the s yeah and yeah. then like they, they started like they like, did this little like song tribute to him like those little moments, and, and that's what makes me think, like, this show should never be tried as a live action. Because I don't think those kind of moments will translate well to, like, a, a live action. Like, it's not going to capture it the same way. Mm-hmm. So it, might, they, it, it might just, end up looking a little, like, 
Yeah, it, it would probably look really cheesy or just weird. So it's like, just don't, just don't touch it. Let this sit alone as the great piece of work it is, and don't taint it any further. Don't, yeah, let this sit by itself. Because that, if if this got a live action and they screwed it up, I yeah, I've seen that enough in the last couple to, like, years. Right. Yeah. You know, you'd miss out on so much, and like, I love like that scene where like they're trying to get out of like the monolithic like monster's body or whatever, and like just the scenery behind it, and like when they're like going up to like the blowhole, and like yeah. you gotta like jump on like all these like glowing uh, creatures, creatures, and yeah, that was such like a dope like visual kind of like way to look at it and shit like that. I was, yeah, man, that shit was hard as fuck. I was watching that whole thing just tripping and I was stoned as fuck too look at all these like the art direction the colors the thought that was put into like alright we're gonna make these monsters look like that and this is how the setting is gonna react to when these monsters do this that and the third I was impressed I saw and I, I saw somebody on YouTube uh uh so actually a, a guy I watch who uh like really into art uh I think his name is Dom. His YouTube channel is called Dom Sketchcast, but like he's like a big fan too. Okay. And one thing he said that I thought summed this show up really, really well. He was in terms of like artistic. He said that like you could take any still shot from this show, and like that still shot could be like a painting, mm-hmm. or like it would be a great standalone picture, even if you don't know like the context of the scene. Like that's right. how just like interesting like the artwork is. Not, and not even just this season. Like the entire show is is like that. Like that's one of the things that it's known for. Mm-hmm. And, just, yeah, yeah, like very yeah, like it's just you. This type of artistry, like I don't know. Like I've, I've never seen anything like this before, and we're likely, sadly, probably not going to see something like this again. But I I think in this in the same vein, like that's what makes this show so special. Is that you? This was a one of a kind, truly a one of a kind show. Like you can't replicate. <laughs> these five seasons that we got you can't replicate this anywhere else anybody who tries to copy this you're, you're gonna fail good like luck, don't even man. yeah good luck trying to trying to rip this off you can't do it like this this was a truly unique just just show my thing is just like alright so like this guy has directed or you know, like he's he's been the animation director the you know like he was behind um, two Stupid Dogs. Uh, he did Dexter's Laboratory. He did Cow and Chicken. Um, or he helped with Cow and Chicken. Um, he helped with Powerpuff Girls, bringing that to life. He did Samurai Jack, uh, Billy and Mandy, and he did the Clone Roar. Clone Wars, right? So it's like, this guy has got like a lot, a lot of experience behind doing shows. And he nails it out of the park with Samurai Jack. Why wouldn't anybody give him, like, the license to make another thing in that, with that type of atmosphere? You know what I mean? Right. Like, like maybe it's, it's not Samurai Jack and it's not a sequel or a spinoff. But, like, the, there's obviously, he, ha- he has an eye for artistry. So, like, why not just let him do another fucking show? You know what I mean? Why not let him do a Right. Movie? Let him do a, a Batman animated series. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be down for that. Yeah, because it's... it's... Whatever he does, is, is going to be something original. It's going to be something you haven't seen, or he'll be able to take a show and put a spin on it that nobody else can create. Like, right. 
I feel like he, yeah, like, this is a talent that's, like, unique to him. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be dope. Uh, him doing, like, a Batman, yeah. Because, like, right now they got him doing, uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania. And, the, and Hotel Transylvania 3 is what he's directing. And I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that that movie's probably not gonna be that impressive. And it's probably gonna stick to some certain things, because they're just trying to sell toys or whatever. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like Minions or Despicable Me or something like that, which is fine. But it's like, let's give this man like, let's get, let's get, let's put his hands on the reins of some like real serious properties and give him a chance to do like more adult type of animation. Because I think he would do like, I think I think he would be like a, a genius mind. And I feel like with Samurai Jack, if anything, that was his master thesis on animation storytelling right and i what was the last animated movie you would or animated piece of anything that you would say is like up to par with that with Sam Hmm. it's hard to say like there are there are animes that i've watched that like visually look good just in terms of animation mm-hmm. like I, I guess for I, and these two aren't a comparison at all, but, like, uh, there's an anime on Netflix called Fate Zero, which, like, visually, to me, is amazing, the way it looks. Stunning. But nothing, to me, like... It, it's visually amazing, but it doesn't have, like, that artsy aspect to it. Okay. Like that. Like, it just... It's just... Visually, it looks... It, it just looks great. It's really polished. It's, it's colored well. Right, well-crafted. Yeah, like, it's, it's well-crafted, fine-tuned, but it doesn't have, like, that special, like, it or something that makes it different other than the fact that it's just... It would... Right, to com- make it a comparison... Yeah, like, to, to make it a comparison, it would be, like... I'm trying to think. If it was, like, a fighter, it would be a well-technical fighter who doesn't do anything really great, but it's just solid all around. Uh-huh. As to where, like, if Samurai Jack was a fighter, he would be something that's, like, it's like some Anderson Silva stuff. Like, (laughs) it's something that's not supposed to exist. Like, it's not supposed to be this good, but somehow it it pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to... Yeah. I can't can't recall the last, like, modern animated, you know, piece of work that I've seen that, like, I would find comparable to this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in terms of, like, story, the animation, and just the thought in, in, in the in the sauce behind it, like, I mean, I'm trying to think animated movies. Like, you know, I, I liked Up, and I liked uh, uh, some of the other Pixar movies and stuff like that, but, like, I don't know, like, yeah, they don't. It's a, it's a, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe. They don't like they don't. Samurai Jack doesn't even exist in like the same realm <laughs> as other animated shows. Like it's it's in its own little universe that I think it just kind of stands alone in. Like you, you know what, you know what I would say that like in terms of like mature animated cartoon things that I think like maybe comes the closest to it that I in terms of, like, just caliber. Um, I really like the, uh, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, the reanimation, um, reanimatrix series. Uh, it was like... Oh, it's been a long time. 
Yeah, like, I like the Renaissance series from that, the, like, part one and part two, where it's, like, about the robots, like, how they took over the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, really, really just kind of well done in, in every facet or whatever, and I feel like maybe that's the closest that could come to something like that, but even that was, like, ten years ago now. So, so this is like, damn, if, if, if this guy is the only one making animation like this, I, like, we gotta... Adult Swim needs to hire him, like, full-time and, and, and get some more uh, shows like this under the, under the belt. And, like, I think a Batman one would be dope. He's actually had experience on Batman, too. He used to do, like, just some of, like, the in-between frames uh, for the, the animated series when that came out way back when. He would just, you know, fill out all the the uh, animation that, you know, the top guys didn't want to do or whatever, so... I'd be interested to see him come back into the world of Batman and and see what he could cook up. And speaking of talent on that show, real quick, I gotta give because I didn't know this until like the show ended. Of course, I always knew Phil Lamar was a, oh. a dope uh, voice actor. I did not know how much this dude is. <laughs> Let me run this down real quick. Of this, some of the the things that he's played a voice in like this dude has a godlike resume Legend. uh he was in the animatrix uh spider-man 2 scooby-doo the loch ness monster if we scroll down to video games give me a quick second he was vamp in metal gear solid which i had no idea he was vamp in metal gear solid he was in jack and daxter he was in fight night 2004 as a commentator he was in doom 3 jack 3 like Quake for he was in yeah yeah I see that on here Shrek the third <laughs> like if you guys just this dude has yeah like literally man this dude has been in everything like and I know there's just a Wikipedia page so I don't know if it's a hundred percent accurate but I'm pretty sure most of this is is fairly accurate like his his track record is insane like. <laughs> and like and it's still going like this is since let's see what's the earliest date on here alright so the earliest date at least in his filmography is 94 94 Jesus so actually no no before that hold up hold up no 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 his earliest one is in television in 83 and oh he's in Mr. T <laughs> was he? so so he played uh, some person named Woody in Mr. T in '83. So this is a dude who's been involved in entertainment since '83. Here we are, two, three decades later, still and he's there, still there. in it, man. Still putting it, and not just putting in work as like, oh, he's just some, you know, sidekick. Like he's doing great roles. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy, yeah, man. Fantastic. Like, yeah. He, uh, I mean, you look at Samurai Jack. You look at um. Damn, he was an Afro Samurai too. Was he? Dude, he he's been in movies, TV shows, video game, anything in entertainment that you can do. <laughs> he's been in at least once. He was like, in, uh, like I remember, like he played the dude in uh, Futurama, uh, the Jamaican guy. Hermes. Hermes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I, I'm trying to think which other ones he really like. 
that I remember like the icon. What? He's Ollie Williams from Family Guy? Was it, is it really? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, from <laughs> he's been Ollie, yeah, from nineteen ninety nine until now. Yeah, they have Ollie Williams. Wow. That's a wow. Dude, yeah, legend, legend in the game. Like, if there if there were black belts in voice acting, he's he's that guy. Man, like if I could accomplish like half of that, I would be content if with you my could life. Just, like, <laughs> you know, like if I could just like pop up in something, just to say I was in it, like I'd be hyped. You know what I mean? Like right. Like oh yeah, you're uh, you get to be goon number two and. The next right. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll take that. Fuck, man. This man is just in everything. That is wild. Now he just needs to pop up in a like a Star Wars movie or something like that. I'm, I, hold up. I think. Well, yeah, well I think he was in a video game. I don't know. Ones. I'm saying like yeah, like pop up as a stormtrooper or something like that. Yeah. That's all. And then you're set. Yeah. And then you're set. You've done everything. Nothing else you can. You man. Whoever did like the recruiting on Samurai Jack cause I'm pretty sure even aside from the director and Lamar like they had to have had like the Justice League and the Avengers of just like <laughs> people in that field who just knew what they were doing right pulling it all together well I mean I guess I guess in the world of like voice acting it's probably a lot smaller than we think you know what I mean like it's probably yeah. there's probably like you know, there's your standard go-tos in terms of, like, people that generally just do animated voice work. Like, you know, you got, like, the girl that does, um... Oh, fuck. What is the name from Rugrats? Uh... Oh, I know you're talking about. She, the girl who does Tommy. Actually, does she's a Tommy and, uh... I think she's a Chucky, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, like, her voice is standard. The chick that does Bart Simpson, she does a lot of uh, voiceover work. You know, like, you get those standards... But then after that, I don't know, like, how big that pool is for other people outside of, like, actors and actresses that are already famous. You know what I mean? So, like, um, I don't even remember what the fuck my point was. But, like, I guess for, like, a guy like Phil Lamar, like, you know, you're already a talented voice actor. Like, it must not be that hard for him to get work. Like, I'd imagine he's not struggling to eat. You know what I mean? Right. For him, he's probably... He did Jack and Dexter too. I'm looking through his Wikipedia now as well. Yeah, like video game. This list, this list is stupid long, <laughs> and it's crazy diverse. Like, Ori- it's not like oh, he's in BoJack Horseman. He was the original. He was one of the original cast members for Mad TV. Like man, he did, like he did it all. Like so yeah, I like. Wondering. I wonder what his net worth is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he graduated from Yale, so it's like. Yeah, that's it's such a diverse like role of characters too. Like yeah. this dude can do anything. Yeah. Jeez. That's that's the new idol. I mean, like he already was up there, but now that like I know all of this, I'm like, he is kind of like an overlooked personality if I think about it. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're kind of like into like nerd culture or like you know all that kind of stuff, like you might. You might know who he is, but like in terms of like being on the mainstream level, like I feel like he does deserve some respect because you know just looking through his catalog, he's clearly done a shit ton of stuff that everybody has seen at some point or another. You know what I mean? You may not have seen um, 
Samurai Jack, but you've probably seen Pulp Fiction, or you've probably seen Mad TV, or, you know, you probably took your kids to see Hotel Transylvania, you know what I mean? Like, he's been everywhere, like, that's a guy that, uh, he deserves some props. He deserves a rap song. Shoot, he could probably just do... He could probably perform the song <laughs> and all these voices. Just... Yeah, I'm going to have to look, look up, like, some interviews and stuff for him. Because now I'm just, like, fascinated with, like, how much he's been able to do. I feel like Phil, not Jackson, Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. There's a, there's a couple uh, bars waiting to be set. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's the GOAT, man. Phil's the GOAT. Um, but I guess, uh, about to wrap up this episode, but, um, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, something real quick I wanted to mention that I've been watching. I, I don't watch a lot of TV, um, but I, I've been watching this, um, series on Viceland called The Therapist. Okay. With, uh, alright, I'm, let me see if I can find this doctor's name. What time does it come on? Um, I think it comes on 10, I think it's like 10.30 on Mondays, let me see if I can just Google this real quick. Um, and I spelled Viceland all wrong. Hold up, I'm gonna find this. Cause I want to. I want to give this this guy his props because it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting show. Uh, oh, I didn't spell therapist right. I'm gonna find this therapist Viceland. I know the doctor has a pretty long name. All right, so the the therapist name is Doctor Siri Sam Singh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm saying that right, um, yeah, it comes on Viceland. If you want to, um, I, I know most of the episodes are on um, on YouTube. That's how I've been watching. Them. I, I like I listen to them while I'm at work. Um, but I'm actually on Viceland's website now. Right, so it's Monday at 10:30. Um, it looks like they have the episodes on their website. Uh, the ones they they only done five. So so far they've done Freddie Gibbs, uh, Waka Flocka, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Young and May, and OT Genesis. And, like, it's basically, to, to give a quick synopsis of people, if you're not familiar with it. Um, they did YG, too. Yeah. Well, actually, I think, from what I saw, YG was kind of the start of how this show happened. Oh, okay. Like, his, his episode, because I think his was about, um... He had just got shot. He was suffering. Yeah, he, he had got shot, and he was suffering from, like, I guess, like, paranoia and... Just kind of, like, the mental aftermath of going through something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Think of this show as, I hate to say Dr. Phil, think of it as Dr. Phil, but like a lot more, to me at least it seems like genuine, like, Dr. Phil I I feel like shoots, clearly shoots for ratings with some of the stuff they do. Right, they have a Yeah, yeah, like this to me, yeah, yeah, uh, like this seems a lot more real, a lot more, it has a much more genuine feel to it, and I kind of like how they... Not to go off on another tangent, like they deal with it seems like a lot of like mental health issues, which like I feel like in the world of music, like people kind of rap about it, but you don't really see the artists like talk about it, talk about it. Like the Freddie Gibbs one, I thought was a dope episode because they they talked about like if anybody knows Freddie Gibbs, like he had that sexual assault case that he got dropped, but right. um that episode like he really dived in a lot on how like that really messed with his psyche a lot, and um. Yeah, that one and the the Corey Taylor episode, uh, the guy from Slipknot. That one was a really good episode where he talked about how um he had um he had got like molested by a neighbor as a kid and like he didn't realize like how that 
how that one moment kind of like downspiled him a lot like it affected a lot of things in his life and he didn't really tie that all together until he really sat down and talked about it so oh, shit. yeah I, I won't go go too deep into it but i, I just think it's cool to see because like even some of these people like i'm not huge fans of their music but it's good to see them just as like regular normal people like just having a, a normal conversation right you right. know it, yeah it's not them being like braggadocious or seeming untouchable like they seem very very you know just like a, a normal person like it's normal stuff that uh, your everyday person goes through I, so I've, I've noticed that wave coming on a little bit more that like there's like more like just straight up conversations happening nowadays like I guess that's maybe like a, a, a side effect of like the, the, the podcast kind of crazy right yeah I like that because it's cool it's like you just you get to hear people being completely honest and real and like there's no bullshit or, you know, they're not going for sound bites and shit right. like that. It's just, it's all real and raw and, yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I just got, yeah. I, uh, I just got Viceland actually, so, I'm gonna have to. And, and the episodes are only, like, they're a little over, they're like 22 minutes each. Okay. So, yeah, like, they're, they're pretty quick watches. Like, I, I watched like three of these while I was at, well, I, I listened to like three of these while I was at work. Like, they, they helped time go by a little bit, but... <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I just wanted to give that show a shout out. I thought this was a, a, a really dope show to watch. I'll, I'll probably, um, I, need, I, need I don't know one. how many, but I need to plug one and two then. Um, uh, there's a show called Gravity Falls. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Okay. It's like an animated show, right? And so it's basically about these two kids that go to their uncle's place. He lives in like some random, you know, place out in the middle of nowhere and like strange things happen and like. Her uncle, their uncle is somehow tied into the strange things, but for whatever reason, the uncle's, like, pretty, like, unwitting or whatever. And, like, it's a Disney XD show, so, like, it can at times be a little bit more kid-friendly than mature audience-friendly. But right. the thing is, it's tied into Rick and Morty. Ah. It's tied into Rick and Morty in, in very legitimate, real ways that I won't spoil but so so my point is I would say watch it and then look up the theories about like where they think the tie-ins are going or where they could go if they go anywhere but it's just like it's interesting to watch like if you know we're all waiting for Rick and Morty um, this sh- Gravity Falls isn't Rick and Morty but you know if, if you want to watch something that's kind of like that the creator ha- is like know in the on the same wavelength as the creators of rick and morty this is a good way to go and there is some like funny little you know banter and like mature humor and stuff like that in it and it's over the series is over it ended so you you can you know potentially just sit there and binge watch the entire thing and i think it's what uh what network uh it was a well it was disney xd um i i have it on hulu um okay but i'm pretty sure you can find it online if you like kiss cartoon or whatever um you know if you need to get it like that you can um but yeah it's 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 over i think it was like four seasons max it might even be three um but it had a i, I think supposedly had a conclusive ending i haven't gotten all the way through the end of it yet but i was exposed to it because i looked up uh, rick and morty uh theory and in that theory they talk about how it's actually legitimately tied into the show so at the very least i was like all right well i'll watch it because you know there are some related moments um 
But there's a within that theory they also talk about what it how it could pan out in the future. So you know, there's a chance that maybe in Rick and Morty uh, they see some some Gravity Falls uh, crossing. Over. All right. I had to get out of look because cool. anything Rick and Morty related, uh, I support. <laughs> it's cool, man. And like, I, I don't know, like maybe you might want to watch that theory first. It doesn't really spoil too much about the show itself. Um, hmm. But if you want to watch the theory just to understand where that those tie-ins go, I can. I'll send you a link. Or something. Like oh yeah, definitely send me that. I'll have to. I'll, I'll find a way to add that into my rotation of. Shows that I'm all falling behind on, but I'll I'll throw <laughs> I'll throw that in there somehow. We'll we'll right. fit it in the schedule. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, coming up on uh hour thirty six minutes, so I guess we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Guess just uh last bit. Uh, be sure to like the podcast page on Facebook. So go to Facebook search bar, type in Dodo Talk Podcast, hit the like button. Uh, we are also on SoundCloud and YouTube. So that's where all these uh, nice conversations will be uploaded. I'm also on Twitter, at Serial Sensei, if you want to follow me. I post the podcast normally up there, too. Um, any last thing you want to want to plug? Any any songs you got, projects working on, anything? Yo. You still there? Yo. Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, thank God. I'm about to be so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to plug. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you got any uh, any last thing you want to plug real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to plug, plug uh, uh, my SoundCloud. Um, last time I didn't really know what I, how I spelled it out, but it's. P V L E M O O N. That's Pale Moon. Um, I've been posting up music lately. Uh, um, not really sure if I'm gonna post that, put up an album anytime soon. But like, <clears throat> what I'm telling everybody is, if once you follow the, the Dojo podcast, uh, follow Pale Moon on SoundCloud. Um, <clears throat> try to post up music, music once in a week or so. Um, even if you don't fuck with it, just follow me anyways. Because I guarantee you at some point it's going to catch on and you're going to hear something you like because i got a million styles I'm going to be coming at people with. Um, so follow that. And hopefully I'll be back on this podcast at some point uh, sooner versus later. And that's about it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely. There'll be more movies to dissect and oh, yeah, uh, we'll, more. <laughs> more, more. Out, so. Right, yeah, yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll definitely get you back on here. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast, and until next time, we will catch you guys later. Peace.